Are you a writer or coach? Do you dream of building a successful online business? Are you tired of hearing the gurus tell you that you need a big launch or a complicated funnel software? Whether you're struggling with self-doubt, imposter syndrome, or just feeling overwhelmed by too many choices, I can help. Hi, I'm Jonathan Milligan, author of Your Message Matters, and I recently put together a free on-demand video training called How to Build an Online Business as a Writer or Coach the Low-Tech Way. Inside, you'll discover the low-tech system that 30 x my online business. Just go to freetrainingvideo.net to get started. Again, that's freetrainingvideo.net. Welcome to the Market Your Message show. I'm your host, Jonathan Milligan, and author of the book, Your Message Matters. And today, I'm excited to kick off a special podcast series. I'm calling this the Your Message Matters book club series. Many of you know, if you've been following along on the podcast, that I published a book called Your Message Matters. And it's been amazing to continue to see the feedback and the reviews and people reaching out to me about how the book helped them in some way. And so I thought what I would do is dedicate an entire podcast series. What would it be like to be a part of a book club with the author of a book and know a little bit of the behind the scenes, a little bit more about the book, ways to apply the book that maybe you haven't thought of. And so whether you've read the book or you haven't read the book, I want to encourage you to follow along with me in this series. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to take one chapter a week And I'm going to do a little bit of highlighting certain parts of the book and then applying it to you in a practical way to help you. My goal with writing Your Message Matters was to create a book that stood the test of time, that no matter what kind of came our way, it had principles in it for anyone, anywhere to take a message and build an audience in a business with that message. So here's what I want you to do. If you don't yet have a copy of the book, we are still giving away free copies of the book. Now, you need to be located in the United States, but if you are, you can go to yourmessagemattersbook.com, yourmessagemattersbook.com, and we'll ship you out a free book. All you got to do is pay $4.95 to cover the shipping and handling, and you can listen to this entire series work through it one chapter a week at a time, highlight, make notes. The goal of this book is to be a textbook. One of the things that I think surprises everyone when they start this book is it's not just a marketing book. There are marketing strategies, tips, and tools that have worked for me and others who I have taught in my courses and programs. But the whole first half of the book is a self-development journey. And that's because you as the messenger, we have to focus on you first. We have to unpack your strengths, your skills, your message. And that's what we're going to do. So again, I'm going to encourage you, if you already have the book, pause this and go grab the copy of the book that you have. If you want to, it's also available on Kindle. It's also available on audiobook as well. So we're going to do one chapter a week, and this week we're going to just focus on the introduction. In fact, I'm entitling this episode, Ready to Fail. 
So let's get right into it. So I kick off the book talking about my story. Now, I got to be honest with you. When I first wrote the very first draft of the book with the publisher, I wrote your typical, in this book, you're going to learn about this and this and this. And my publisher said, Jonathan, I love the idea behind this book, but the introduction's too boring. We need to tell your story. Now, I want to give you this kind of behind the scenes story that you don't know about this book. I struggled with wanting to tell my story. And I tell you why. Because it was too ordinary. I thought, my story's ordinary. I don't have this rags to riches story. I don't have this dramatic or traumatic childhood experience or this, this unbelievable thing that happened to me that I had to overcome. I'm just an average guy who was a high school teacher who really wanted to do something more and wanted to figure out how to serve people, build a business that allowed me to have more freedom, both financially and time freedom, and do what I love. And I struggled with that. But here's the thing that I hear the most about the book. Jonathan, your story really grabbed me in the beginning. And I said, really? Can you tell me more? Because... I'm just curious. And you know what they said? Because it was relatable. And so if you are like me and you're feeling like, hey, I'm not sure that my story is all that special. Here's what I want you to know. If your story is ordinary, that's good news because people want to follow people who are relatable. And nothing's more relatable than a high school teacher trying to find his way and trying to build a business. So that's a little tip there that the guy who wrote Your Message Matters had to believe that his own message mattered. Kind of ironic, isn't it? So let me actually start on page number 11. And I'm just going to do a little bit of reading about the story because if you haven't read it or it's been a while, I want you to really get the essence of where I was coming from. So it starts with a quote and the quote starts like this. I'm just ready to go fail at something. I spoke those exact words to my coworker late one night in an empty parking lot. I'd finished the night shift of my call center job and I was exhausted. My exhaustion wasn't from work, but from a more profound frustration in my life. Nine months prior, I had quit my safe and secure job teaching at the local high school. Both my parents are retired educators, so I had assumed my life's work would be the same. After all, teaching's a great profession. You get the summers off, you're not called in to work on the weekends, and when your kids are off, so are you. But I was miserable at my high school teaching job. I'd love to teach, and I even had a great relationship with the students, but I couldn't shake the feeling that there was something else I might love even more. Something was stirring within my soul, and I felt a call for something specific to who I am, but I had no clue as to what it could be. And by the way, have you been there? Maybe you're there right now. You almost feel, this is how I was, I almost felt guilty because I had a job teaching. It was like I talked about it was, I was done every day at three o'clock. I never had to work on the weekends. I had summers off. Like, Suck it up and be happy, Jonathan. That's what I kept telling myself. You are an adult now and you need to do adult things and you need to 
provide for your family and trying to go find your ideal work, is that a selfish pursuit? Those were the things that I was wrestling with. And maybe you're there right now. Here's what I want you to know. Regardless of what you do for your work, you're always going to gravitate towards your strengths, towards your passions. And so we need to go on this journey. We need to go on this journey. And here's another reason why you need to go on this journey. Because you need to be an example to those that are around you, to your spouse, to your parents, to your friends, to your coworkers, to your children. They need to see you fully alive. And we are fully alive when we go after what might be risky, but what we absolutely want to do. So I made that difficult decision to not renew my teaching contract. Now, that was really difficult for me because I was only married for about five or six years. We just had our first child. So Kayla, my daughter, was maybe one or two years old. And I recently had also found out or somewhere right around there that we were having our second child, Jordan, my son. And so the weight of being the provider, do something to provide, why are you like stopping? You chose not to renew your teaching contract. Are you completely crazy? (laughs) That's how I felt at the time. But I went and found a call center job at night so that I could have my days open to pursue something entrepreneurial. And here's the thing. It was tough. And here's why it was tough. Because my wife was teaching elementary school at the time. She was an elementary teacher. My daughter was in daycare all day. And so when they came home at 3.30, I was walking out the door at 4.30 to be at my call center job at night at 5 o'clock. And then by the time I got home, my daughter was already in bed. And I got home around 10 o'clock. And that was tough. That was a difficult time because I had one hour to spend with my family every day. It was hard, not going to lie. And the reason why I chose that is because I wanted to have my days free to do something entrepreneurial, but I didn't know what that was. And after about nine months, I had listened to all the, back in the day, listened to all the cassette tapes, right? Listened to the CDs. I had watched the videos. I had read the books. I was immersing myself. I wasn't just laying around the house. I was immersing myself in potential business opportunities. But here's the thing. I was taking zero action. I was taking no action. And after about nine months of just filling my head with all these potential possibilities. And I kept telling myself, if you just learn a little bit more, then you're going to know enough to be able to do something and you're not going to fail at it because you know enough. The problem was that learning wasn't translating to action. It was like a false sense of progress. And I think learning is important, but I had this false sense of making progress because I had nothing to show for it. And that's what led me to those opening words in the introduction. I'm just ready to go fail at something. Have you been there where you're like failing at something, 
would almost feel better than to continue to do nothing at all day after day. That's where I was. But here's the thing. When I verbalized that out loud, something changed inside of me. Now, my situation didn't change. My circumstances didn't change. But something fundamentally changed inside of me. I suddenly saw that taking a risk was less painful than continue to do what I was doing. And that's why I want to encourage you to go on this journey with me. That, like a mentor told me, the fruit is out on the end of the limb. And if you want the fruit, you got to be willing to do something scary. And that's climb out on the end of the limb. Let's pick up back in the story. Here's the day where everything began to change for me. I start on page 13. This is what I said. One day, almost by accident, I came across an old out-of-print book entitled Acres of Diamonds. Before it was made into a short book, it was first a lecture given by the founder of Temple University, Russell Conwell. In the book, Conwell shares the tale of an African farmer who searched for wealth and meaning. The man had heard stories of other settlers who had made millions discovering diamonds. Desiring to achieve the same, he sold his farm and spent the rest of his life traveling Africa in an unsuccessful attempt to find diamonds. Broken, depressed, he finally threw himself into a river and drowned. Meanwhile, the man who had bought his farm was walking along the property one day when he discovered an unusual stone in the creek bed. It turned out to be a diamond. On further investigation, he found the entire property was covered in beautiful diamonds. That land would become known as one of the world's richest diamond mines. If only its original owner had taken the time to cultivate his own land first, he would have found the millions he sought. The moral of the story is this. Finding your purpose in life is not an external pursuit, but an inward journey. You don't find your purpose in life. You uncover it like a diamond in a mine. As Swiss psychologist Carl Jung advised, your vision will become clear only when you look into your heart. Who looks outside dreams. Who looks inside awakens. Now, I want to say something about that because I think it's really important. I was just a dreamer. I was just someone looking outside if I just got that if I just got that opportunity or if I just discovered this thing if it was I was trying to find my purpose and fulfillment in a title a job a business something external and this book was foundational because all of a sudden I got the message that he who looks outside dreams but who looks inside awakens. Now, we're going to be talking a lot about this in the first few chapters because we're going to dive deep into this. What really helped me was to stop looking at everybody else and stop looking at all the different opportunities and trying to make my decision of what I should do. And I said, wait a minute, what are my unique strengths? What if I build a business that is in alignment with who God made me to be? What is my, what, what, what do I offer to people that they find really helpful? What is my best? 
And what does that look like? Now, you may not know that right now, and that's why I would encourage you to stay with me through this book club series because we're going to unpack a lot of that. So I began to go through some self-discovery exercises, and we're going to call, we're going to go through all of these later, but I uncovered my hidden diamond, and that thing for me was resourcefulness, and the best way that I expressed that gift or that skill was through teaching. Now, that didn't mean that I needed to go back to doing high school teaching. I did that. The context wasn't right for me. But I found a non-traditional way of teaching that offered more freedom, that offered more financial stability online. And so we're going to get into this more, but I began to go through the process of asking an important question. How do I apply my unique gift to work I'm passionate about? So I went on that journey to figure that out. Now, you can, of course, read the chapter to know exactly the steps I took, but I tried a little bit of everything. I tried real estate and buying a piece of property, fixed it up, turned around and sold it. All I figured out from that was, even though I made $12,000 from that, it was just like, I don't want to do this. This is not in alignment with me. Too many trips to Home Depot. I don't know what I'm doing. This is, I did not enjoy that. But I was trying things and I was taking risk in doing things. But it wasn't until I came across the idea of blogging in 2009 that everything began to change for me. I could take this idea or this desire to be resourceful and to teach others and start pouring my energy into helpful blog posts to help people who are trying to find better careers. And that was the genesis. And fast forward to today, and not only has it been blogging, but it's been book writing for me. It has been podcasting. I've been doing this podcast for a long time now, I think almost 11 years. I have done YouTube videos. I've done live events. I've done speaking And I say all that to say, I found many ways to apply my desire to teach and be resourceful, but that's where it stems from. And so what I want to do with you over the series is to find that thing for you, because when you really find it, you'll find your purpose, because this is something I talk about a lot in the book, and I believe this. We try to find our purpose in a title, a job, a business, but that's not the way that I see purpose. Purpose is finding out how God uniquely wired you and what your natural strengths are and living through that, using that, let's call gift to help bless and serve others. Because here's what I know. When you discover that thing, it's never going to change. And there's nothing like having a purpose that never changes. Because who knows? I may do something entirely different 10 years from now. But I can tell you this one thing. Whatever I do in whatever capacity, I'm more than likely going to figure out how to use my resourceful teacher. Because that's who I am. And my passions may change but my purpose remains. And that's a big fundamental lesson here in this first introduction is that thought. 
So later on in the chapter, I get into the amazing opportunity that exists for all of us, that we live in an amazing time where just little old me and amazing you can take their message and start getting it out there. Think about like old media. When I was growing up in the 80s, there was no internet. If you wanted to build a business and attract an audience, you did it with TV shows, radio shows, direct mail campaigns, lots of in-person networking, and through newspaper ads. But guess what? Today, we have all of those outlets, but we can do them for little or no cost. Instead of a TV show, we could do a YouTube channel. Instead of a radio show, you could have a podcast show, just like I'm doing right here, right now. Instead of direct mail campaign, you can use your email list. Instead of networking, you can use social media. And instead of newspapers, you can have a blog. Isn't that amazing? I think it's pretty fantastic. And so I want to encourage you to jump in and let's make this series impactful for you. Let me kind of wrap this up with a story that I shared at the very end. A recent article from Become Singers listed the top 10 singers who got famous through YouTube. A few of those singers include Justin Bieber, Carly Rae Jepsen, Grayson Chance, Cody Simpson, and Tori Kelly. It's true, anyone anywhere can influence people everywhere. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter what's on your resume. It doesn't matter what credentials you have or don't have. It doesn't matter how young or old you are. It doesn't matter how successful you've been in life. If all of this is true, then what is required to get started? In order to launch the business of your dreams, there are only two requirements. First, you must believe you have a message to share. And second, you must believe your message matters. That's it. So you probably have lots of questions at this point. That's okay, because in the pages ahead in this book, we're going to walk through a proven roadmap to help you pull all of the pieces together. All I'm asking of you is to be willing to go on the journey with me. So if you don't have your book, go to yourmessagemattersbook.com and I'll send you a free copy. All you got to do is pay $4.95 shipping and handling. Of course, you can go to your local bookstore. You can go to Amazon. You can purchase the book anywhere from $10 to $16, depending on what it is at the time. But I'm happy to send you a complimentary copy. So you can highlight, make notes as you go through this journey with me. Now, next episode, we're going to get into this idea of believing in your message. And so if you have felt the imposter syndrome, if you have felt like you just you're not good enough, or you felt that fear of not being good enough, we're going to begin that journey in the next episode. We're going to define what exactly a messenger is. So I can't wait to see you on that episode. Meanwhile, if you're like this, would you do a moment and give us a review or even rate the show? Maybe even share it with somebody who needs this message to be an encouragement to them. Send them a copy of the book and tell them to listen through this book club series. Hope you're excited about the journey that we're going to be on together over these next several weeks, and we'll see you in the next episode.